Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer, or just Padres writer, and uh, Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Uh, those watching, you know, and who are very observant will notice that uh, I'm now just the Padres writer, not the Padres beat writer. Jay, it's a fine state of affairs the Padres are in. They're nine games over 500, and it feels like nine games under 500. Feels like about 29 games under 500. <laughs> uh, actually, it feels like the 2016, 17, 18. I don't know all those years. It kind of does run yep. together. And I, you know, we keep saying that boy, they really can't be this bad, and and yet right now they kind of are. So I don't know. I as I tweeted before this this uh, podcast, just to let people know about it. I, I was lucky enough to to take yesterday off. I I checked the score occasionally. Uh, but by the time I got home, it was, um, hey, did you know we have a really nice park in this town? It's cool. <laughs> there's, there's museums, and they're all open during the day, and it's really pretty and everything. It's great. Um, anyway, by the I time I got home. I fly over them. I fly over Yeah, it. that's yeah. right. We saw saw some planes there and everything, but it was, uh, no, seriously, great day. We live in a great live in a great city, and, and, and we thought we had a really good baseball team, but uh, right now, not so much. By the time I got home, I saw that it was eight five, with a couple innings to go. And and I think in the past I would have said, okay, I'll I'll put the game on because you know it's Coors Field and and anything can happen. But just had that sense like why even bother? So I I, I did the smart thing and took a nap. You know what's interesting, Jay? Is that we're sitting there and look. The last two days, Coors Field took over. Uh, for the last yeah. year or so, I don't know how they're cooking the balls in their humidor there. It clearly is unlike any other park, but it's not Coors crazy. But the last couple yeah. days, it was just inning after inning, majority of the Rockies, but still the Padres put up a bunch of threes and twos. Yeah. Um, but it, I was in the same spot where, except I was actually there, uh, and, <laughs> and it, I thought, wow. You you got a Padres fans got a long for the day of of Will Myers here yeah uh, of Hunter Renfro where need you know actually the Rockies were the better team for a couple of years um but but like these games were meaningless really but the Padres had a chance to come back and win that day because they actually yeah. used to get there so yeah you yeah. always you always felt that and and the weird thing about this one and the, the game the other night where it got that was like the four, first really Coors Coorsy yeah. game of the. Year, I think the Rockies went three, three, three in those in those innings, and and, and to me that was. And we, we can start anywhere you want, but I'll, I guess since I'm talking, I'll start. But I, I thought the other night the big disappointment was the Padres finally got some hits. They had a three-run lead with their best pitcher on the mound. He coughed it up. They got him another three-run lead, and he immediately coughed that up as well. And it's kind of like, wow, that's when you know things are really going bad when you get Joe Musgrove two three-run leads and I mean he had a little help on the second one but he was unable to hold either one of the leads and and that's where you knew they were in they were in big trouble and you know Nabil Chrismat I mean I, I mentioned on here recently that I thought he was the one reliever you could really count on and now the last couple of days you haven't and he's he clearly from his comments today or after the game you know he, he's clearly tired and probably shouldn't have been pitching yesterday uh, you can get into that a little bit more. But, I mean, that that was the thing that struck me the other day was, wow, they, they finally got some offense. They got Musgrove these leads. And if he's not going to hold on to them, it's kind of like, boy, what, what hope is there for the rest of them? Right. And we can talk about Okur's field, yada, yada. But, like, because that's that's all true, except what you're saying is true as well, because 
whatever, you have to find a way to hold that lead or you have to find a way to score more. Or you have to find a way to not make dumb decisions or to catch the ball. Or And 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 so it is all just happening to them right now. Uh, you said it feels like they're, you know, 2,900 or 2,900 or whatever. But, you know, pick your starting point. They've lost 14 to 20, I think 13 of 18. Uh, what, three in a row, five of six. I mean, you pick whatever. Yeah, I think it's oh. like nine and 17 since they were since they swept the Cubs. Uh, so, I mean, that's, a, you look at that. I mean, that's, that's a month, you know, basically nine and seven and, and you, and you've only won nine games. Well, so. two, of, two and eight in that span against the Rockies. <laughs> right. And, and of the nine and 17, I think it's four and one against the Diamondbacks. Who come to so town now, by the way. So it's so. five and 16 against everybody else. And the Diamondbacks are here, are here this weekend. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a disaster right now. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot of help coming from the cavalry. And the one thing about it is it just, and I, I think one of the things I wanted to mention today, and you know, I've talked for years on here about how much does a manager really, really make a difference, and and we were we were told, and we've talked about it on here, that the difference this year is, hey, Bob Melvin is here, and it's not Andy Green, and it's not Chase Tingler, and this kind of thing is not going to happen. Well, it's happening, and right now, Bob Melvin has been powerless to stop it. And as you and I were texting the other night, it's like, oh, wait, you mean it's actually the players? So, but that comes back to, is this just the wrong group of players right now? And that would all go back to A.J. Preller, and we'll see what happens as the season goes on. And yeah, they've had some bad luck and some injuries, but so have other teams. And and I don't know. I mean, why, why is this group of players seemingly, at least at this point, incapable of sort of pulling out of these funks that they get in and and sort of how long... How long will this last? I mean, the one last year went from August 10 until the end of the season. Um, if this one goes to the end of the season, it's really a nightmare because, you know, we're we're still at, on July 15th. So anyway, I, it just struck me like this was not supposed to happen under Bob Melvin, but it's happening. So what's happening? And it's what I said. I th- we, we may have talked about it. We probably did. But, but before the season, as I you know go over, what should I watch for this season? Okay, well, if they're not successful this season with Bob Melvin, who's been here? Right? Yeah. And I'm, yeah. It was A.J. Preller, of course. But the players, right? Uh-huh. I'm not going there now because – and I, I know what you meant, but the Calvary is coming. I don't know that the, the that the Calvary is going to save them, but the Calvary is coming. Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, going to start swinging, still could be back probably beginning of August. Will Myers is coming back. They're going to trade for a bat, maybe two. Uh, there's guys in the bullpen coming back. This will be a different team. Just like you said, we've been talking about how they can't be this bad. Well, but maybe they are. Right now they are. They are right. horrible. Right. This is not the Padres. Now, I didn't just say there that the Padres will pick it up and 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 you know win the pennant. They may, but I do believe they're going to be a lot better team in August. Um, as in they'll have better players, and so they should do better. That doesn't excuse what's happening now, but I just refuse. Right. I'm pushing back. First off, my job, I believe, is to write a novel every year, not in a, or or a bunch of short stories that at the end you you know what happened. Um, but uh, versus. You know, like everyone going nuts yesterday that Fernando Tatis Jr. wasn't swinging. He's swinging today. Like, <laughs> like if I were a child, if my, my granddaughter just got in a timeout, and I love timeouts, by the way. There is nothing better than a two-year-old in a timeout. And at the end, she had to repeat after her mom, I will not scream. 
<laughs> I wish I'd videoed it. I would have tweeted it out and said, we can all learn from this. Who among us cannot use a timeout and say, we will not scream. Let's calm down a little second. Okay. Again, hear us. Padres stink. I'm saying that the Padres might not stink in, in two weeks or three weeks. Um, right. They, well, they might not, they might not stink this weekend. They might not stink in a week. I mean, there's just no way to, to know, I mean, I think you have more you have, you have more faith in the fact they're gonna that they're gonna trade for a bat or two, and and you have more faith that that's gonna help them. Uh, you know, I I see I see ghost of 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 Adam Frazier and and even Luke Voigt, uh, you know, who so far has had a couple good stretches, but uh, you know, he goes he goes through stretches where it's hard to even believe that somebody could like look that bad. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but there are times where he looks like he's just completely lost. And unfortunately for the Padres, he's in one of those times right now. And, you know, the fact that he's he's slugging under 400, his batting average is under 220. You know, that's not the kind of help that they were expecting. And it's certainly not the kind of help they need coming back. Look, the two biggest guys coming back, and, and I don't mean to, I'm putting them in the same sentence, even though they're not anywhere close to being the same player, are Tatis and Myers, but they need both those guys back. The problem is we've gotten to July 15th and we still haven't seen either one of them. Now Myers at least is Myers at least is rehabbing and I would assume would be back right after the break. Tatis, you know, yeah, he's going to start swinging today, but we have no guarantee that he's not going to have a setback or anything like that. I mean, his, his irresponsibility in the wintertime is just, you know, it's beyond words how much it's hurt this team. And we've seen recently how much it's done that. And I, I, I'm i sure all his teammates love him and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, he created a real problem for, for everybody, as did the as did the Padres to an extent by sort of not, you know, I'm not going to get into all that now, but by not following up more and, and doing more and all that sort of stuff. Fernando Tatis Jr. should not be missing four months of a season because of something that happened. Uh, in the offseason and, and look it starts with him there's no doubt uh, about that and and that's a it's a huge mistake you'd like to think he would learn from it I don't know that he will we'll see he's that's the kind of stuff we've had to put up with from Tatis there's always the you know things that that sort of happen and some of it's his fault and some of it's not this one this one's his fault and it's it's really hurting right now this one's his fault I'm just going to say that I need I need more time to get to to get the facts, to get the 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 perspective, because I'll guarantee he was not the only guy on a motorcycle. Now he is well, the, the fact one is he caught. shouldn't be riding a motorcycle. Now he's whether the one he's the who only got one caught. or not. Amen. A hundred percent. But he's the one who got caught and he's the one who has to pay the price in the court of public opinion, in the clubhouse. Um and 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 if that sort of thing were to continue, then you know you know, probably have to pay for it in, in his pocketbook. Um, but yes, as it has stretched past mid-June, end of June, early July, uh, right. getting toward the end of July, it is like, wow, okay. Um, you know, it does need to be visited. Right now, um, the story is Fernando Tatis Jr. getting healthy and what are the Padres going to do? Um, and you made, and I think those are things that we do have to keep an eye on. Like, you brought in certain players 
to make sure that this didn't happen or that when it did, it stopped sooner and it, and it got better and it hasn't. And you brought a manager in for the same reason. And so again, though, um, now perspective isn't going to help you just like you don't say, well, that team won. So my team could win, you know, um, every world series team almost has spots like this. Every playoff team has spots like this. Maybe not this bad, maybe worse. Doesn't mean the Padres are going to pull out of this, but I just like to remember that. But it doesn't change the fact the Padres are not a good team right now. I mean, there's even stuff like yesterday, and it doesn't get written about. It doesn't get uh, talked about because in the end, first of all, run didn't score because of it. Um, but uh, And in the end, it, it didn't matter at all but it was indicative of what's happening and it's like wait a minute this is one of the guys right here a throw from nomar mazara in the ninth in, or early in the game from right field um bounces and yeah it wasn't a great throw and he was charged with the air which we don't trust anything the score at coors field says <laughs> but no president said that the air was on mazara it wasn't a great throw right it was so eminently catchable by manny machado it hit him in the chest a runner advanced easily could have then scored on, on a wild pitch, um, whatever. It's like, wait a minute, you know? Um, by the way, I didn't see Twitter light up on that one. Now, that said, Manny has a nine-something OPS, and I get why it lights up on the guy yeah. at the other corner. But it's like, you know, that was a mental blunder. It was not a physical blunder. Manny sort of lollygagged it because he didn't think the throw would be like that but it hit him in the freaking chest and you just spoke up at a meeting the day before in which you know you were talking about intensity all the time and consistency of effort and that's the kind of weird stuff that's happening with this team right now that does need to be kept an eye on over time well that's the and that's the thing about you know we talked about this is what bob melvin was brought in for and everything is that they did have you know, they did have a meeting, which which you would sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I mean, yeah. who knows what that what that is? But they're the thing that, that was need to be had. You know, that was they're something the they they thought they needed. They thought they yeah. needed to discuss things. And the last couple of days, it hasn't had a whole much impact because they're still making. And I obviously, as I said, I didn't see what happened yesterday. But that sounds like what happened the day before and the day before okay. that. And and it's like there's a lot of these sort of sloppy mistakes and yep. you know whether it's whether it's Hosmer making an error on a, a simple play or and and those are the kind of things I mean I look those kind of errors happen I mean I I don't think that Hosmer was like too casual when he was trying to flip the ball I mean sometimes you you just drop the ball I the thing like you know Grisham dropping the ball in the outfield um but then the next you know two innings later or whatever it was he crashes into the wall to make a great catch that's the sort of thing why are these why are these things happening over at various over. times and where is the where's the intensity and where is the sort of desire to to fix what's going on and to not make those same mistakes the the mental mistakes physical mistakes are going to happen but Trent Grisham dropping a ball like that that's a mental mistake uh -huh. um, because there's no way that anybody drops you know drops a ball like that and uh, if they're if they're just concentrating uh, at, at, you know, in the high school level, that's an easy. That's it wasn't easy the wall. It wasn't any of it. It yeah, was, it was just, him on the heel of the glove. Right. And it was just a lack of concentration. And that's the sort of yeah. thing that's that has happened at various times. You know, look at the base running, um, you know, guys getting caught off base. I mean, the other night, the, the two plays, um, you know, with with uh, Luke Voigt, who's a veteran and should know better. 
and Ruiz. And yeah, he's not, he's a rookie. He's in his second game or whatever it was. But I don't know. Isn't there a stop sign that they put on these guys for? Well, he, he ran like through that? it. That was on Ruiz. It was, it was okay, a, so that's on, your guy. Yeah. So that's on, you know, so that's something that just, that, you know, that can't, that can't happen. And then, and then, you know, CJ Abrams swinging at the first pitch after a guy was wild, just uh, Chessine, I think it was, who just walked for throwing four mm-hmm. balls that weren't even close. And yes, Abrams sh- swung, he did swing at a strike, but it was a ball that was moving away from him. It was on the outside part of the strike zone. That's not the pitch that you want to be swinging at when it's, it, when it's, you know, when the count is zero, zero and he's just thrown four wide ones. So it's all those little things that have happened. And it's kind of like, Who's going to fix this? Okay. All right. Let's bring full circle then. Okay. So absolutely. But also then the last two guys you talked about, a guy was playing his second game and another guy is a rookie who we all know for, for whatever positives we've seen and reasons to be excited about CJ Abrams, he shouldn't be here. You notice that Jose Azucar has not played recently that Nomar Mazar has been in against left-handers the last two times. So how about bringing this full circle, which we've already mentioned and we've mentioned so many times it's the players there are players playing for them right now that shouldn't be. There are also players playing for them that should be that aren't performing. But, but I'll also go, go yeah. ahead. I was just going to say, I'll also argue that Ruiz and Abrams have played baseball now for a long time. And just because you're in the majors, it's still baseball. And if Ruiz is in, if Ruiz is playing in the Dominican Rookie League or in the World Series, you don't steal third base there. You know, C.J. Okay. Abrams has been playing a long time. I'm just saying those guys have to be – that he has to be smarter than that in that particular situation. And, yeah, he's trying to make something happen. Don't make something happen there. That's not the time. You should know by now that that's not the time to to do that. To me, that's even worse than Abrams thinking, okay, I'm going to get a good pitch to hit here because yes. he's going to come in. That That's more of a forgivable mistake to me. Ruiz – could be playing high school baseball and he shouldn't be running there. Right. There is an interesting story I heard um, when I went on, on the radio uh, with Darren Smith and, and and the guys from Mad Friars had actually been at a game in double-A when Ruiz did the same thing and was successful. Now, let me finish, Jay, because I did yeah. tell them. And it was th- these incredible quotes from double-A manager Philip Wellman about, you know, hey, the game has changed and, and blah, blah. And it was all like really – really um, compelling, except this. I wasn't there. I didn't see how poorly the pitcher was holding him on. It's double freaking A. Uh, You know, there were a lot of differences. But but I just wanted to point out that, and and, and by the way, this conversation begins and ends with he ran through a red light. Uh, But, 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 you know, and then it begins and ends with what you said, which is that was just not good baseball. Like no one would ever, like people were looking at themselves like, what did you just do? You should have seen the Padres dugout when it happened. Like yeah. no one even reacted. They were they were <laughs> stunned, like stunned. You should have seen Bob Melvin when uh and and I hate to do this to you know, but it was out there in public. Uh, but when uh, Luke Voigt ran from second base to third base uh, yeah. with one out uh, because the guy had a bad arm and he's overthinking it too, trying to make something happen, forgetting I'm the slowest guy in baseball. Uh, <laughs> but Bob Melvin took his hat off real quick. It was like. And then put it back on and get regained kind of, you know, all right, I'm the manager. It's all good. We're going to be right. the, 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 the level of, of dumbness, uh, you know, in those moments is, is uh, shocking the Padres. And, as well, well as- and I'll, 
Okay, now here's something that shocks me. The double-A manager is saying is excusing a play that should never happen. Maybe that explains why this team can't develop any players. <laughs> yes, I didn't. You know, Phil Bowman's a good baseball man. And, and, right. He's been along. He's been around forever. And he's. It, I, I always I always say, as, as you do as well, these guys have forgotten more about this game than we're ever going to know. But, but are you really telling your guy you're supposed to be getting these guys ready for the big leagues and you're telling your guy that's okay to be doing that? What was left out I, of the story? I wasn't there. What did he right. say to Ruiz on the side of, hey, man, be careful? I have no idea. I just wanted to say, like, there. I love that there are nuances and different things that, that, that happen. Look, n- the, none of the last two minutes changes what you said, Jay. It, it, <laughs> it, it wasn't good. Well, no, right. I, I, it's just I, that one just kind of floors me, like, that he's that I'm hearing that the guy's saying, now, maybe, like you said, maybe on the side he said, hey, look, you can't be doing that. But even, I don't know, even publicly, I don't see the benefit in in saying that that's, that, that that's okay. Because I, I just, I look, I know that, of course, the game has changed. There was more, I, you know, context. Yeah, the game, the game has changed. And, and, and look, I mean, I, you know, I'm older than average, although for a baseball fan, I'm probably younger than, I'm probably younger than average. But I, I feel like I have, I have really changed my, my view of baseball and really adapted to the times a lot better than, a lot of people in this in our business have, but that one I can't get. I, All right, so let me get, get this. Let that. me say this again. I'm not. This is the beauty of baseball, though. Yeah. Not arguing with you. The play that we lauded Manny Machado for, where he went on a uh, was it a wild pitch, um, and he went to third in the ninth inning. It yes. was against the Rockies. Yes, the Rockies. It was the last yep. game they won against the Rockies yeah. in that one series. He shouldn't have gone. A good no. throw, he's yeah. out. But I'm we want sure. him in because yeah. it's a strong team struggling to, to, to score runs in a ballpark that's not yielding a lot of runs. And Manny knows the situation. And it's like, you know what? Here I am with two outs, and I'm going to try to make it happen. There is a difference between the two situations. But there are things that happen in games that when a team wins, we don't maybe get on them about. What Philip Bowman was talking about is there are a lot of wild pitches now. Well, yeah, there are. There are more in the major leagues. And I'm sure there's a heck of a lot more in double A, right? Yeah, so exactly. context there. I I absolutely. All right. Um, okay. The Diamondbacks, Jay. This is unbelievable. Hey, Merrill Kelly's pitching again, I noticed. That... <laughs> Madison Bumgarner for the fourth time. And Madison, right, Madison Bumgarner and Merrill Kelly pitching the first two games, I believe. Uh, well, Kelly's number three is what I got. Darvish, um, Bumgarner. Oh, Tyler. Oh, no, no, yep. man. Tyler Gilbert. Yep. yep. Pitch, Tyler Gilbert is the, uh, the most incredible no-hitter you'll ever see. Uh, Since Bud Sean, Smith. Sean Manaya uh, against uh, Gilbert, Mike Clevenger against Merrill Kelly on, on Sunday, and then the All-Star break. The All-Star break for some people, not uh, for Joe Musgrove and, and uh, Manny Machado. Or uh, Kevin AC. Right, or Kevin AC. That is true. Uh, but there you go. Diamondbacks. What what else is there to say? The Padres go from the place they play as poorly to the team they beat like no other at Petco Park. So that's supposedly good for supposedly them. Supposedly good. And and they have the you know the pitching. Let's see what happens. I mean, I um Darvish has been has been good for almost the entire season. Um Manaya has been up and down. Uh, Clevenger has had his moments where he looks dominant, uh, and then every once in a while it just seems to go off the rails 
for him. Um, I don't want to say it's 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 Snellian, but it's a little bit like that. I would never want to put that on anybody. Um, but you know, they need consistent performances from all three of those guys this weekend and to try to, you know, try to make themselves, I'm not going to say they're going to have momentum going into the quote, quote unquote, second half or whatever it is, but at least feel better about themselves going into the break. And look, they're going to come out of the break and they're probably going to see DeGrom and Scherzer. uh, And I don't even know, you know, who else, uh, Tom Seaver maybe for the Mets. Yeah, the Mets will get Seaver. Yeah, or something. But so whatever happens, you know, with quote momentum that they get, not buying into any of that. How but about this? Just not get... lose more games. Right. You know, get, exactly. get some more games just, back in the standings. Just feel better about yourselves. Maybe pick up a game or two in the standings. I mean, the you know, the Giants, the, the Diamondbacks coughed one up against the Giants the other day, but the Giants then lost last night. The Phillies and Cardinals haven't been playing all that great. Those are the teams to worry about, uh, yes. you know, so, at this yeah. at this point. Not the uh, but, of course, the biggest team to worry about is the one we watch. Uh, you know, almost every day. So one thing, is, they, they need to get their, their own house in order here. One thing, Jay, before we go, because you mentioned it earlier, and, and I do, it's the thing I hear about most. We've reached that point. People were leaving Bob Melvin alone for a while. Um, but uh, choice of, of when to pull his starters, what relievers to use, this thing's a mess right now. I get it. I, I was wondering, too, you sending Joe back out there in the sixth inning after a long inning, the inning before, and right away I know they don't have – you're tr- you're trusting Joe Musgrove in this moment, okay? I, the, I now, have no problem that with night, that. That night, or the, the next day, uh, Bob Melvin did talk about how in Coors Field you do have to watch that more, that a long inning, right, whatever it was, 28 pitches, feels like 40, right, in uh, at Coors Field. That night you go out, uh, was it uh, Manaya? I believe it – no, it was uh, the night before. Oh, it was Musgrove. I've mixed them around. Manaya, you sent back out, I think, and and he gave up uh, some runs or some hits that then were allowed to score. And it's like, why didn't he pull Sean Manaya earlier? We all knew that he was tired. Who are you bringing in? That's right. the, the thing. Um, yesterday I watched this happen out in the bullpen. I'm like, how are they going to get through this game now that um, things aren't going well for Snell? And Nick Martinez is out there doing, looking like he's getting ready to start throwing. I'm like, oh, okay. So they're just going to try to patch this together until they can get to Nick Martinez for a couple innings and then Taylor Rogers. Nope. Nick Martinez was testing his ankle. It was a no go. So, <laughs> You are now down to using three guys that you had to use the night before. It's a day game. Like 16, 18 hours later, you're using Nabil Chrismat again. You're using, oh, my gosh, Taylor Scott again. And um, you're using Tim Hill again, ultimately at the end, after Luis Garcia. Um, Those were basically the guys that were available. Four relievers were available. And I don't think it's going to get better today because I don't think that uh, Stephen Wilson's had enough time. Jose Castillo just pitched last night. They're, they're going to have to patch it together again. Have you, Darvish, do one of those where no matter what it looks like in the first or the second or the third, that there he is again in the sixth and, you know, try to get it to, to Taylor Rogers. Um, so. And that, and what I was going to say about that is they need obviously Darvish to have a big game. Yes. Yesterday they needed the guy that they traded like four guys for who had, yep. won, a, who had won a Cy Young award. And that's why you traded for guys like that, was so they could have, so they could come up big, in a moment where you really needed them. And yep. you know, Blake Snell has only come up big for like seven starts since he's been here. 
Um, well, the rest of the team was cratering. Feels like that. He had a stretch of seven starts. I shouldn't say he's only had seven good starts because that's not true. He's had but, a couple this year, but yeah, absolutely. you could really only count. It feels like you could really only count on him for in that stretch at the end of last year before he got hurt. So that's that's another case where you know you traded for Clevenger, you traded for Snell, and and you traded for Musgrove, you traded for Darvish, you traded for Manai, you traded for your entire rotation. You gave up a lot of stuff, a lot of players, a lot of capital for those guys. And some of them haven't performed as well as they should, which comes back to what you had said at the very beginning, which is that, you know, most of this is on is all it always comes back to the players and, and those guys for the most part. And, and look, Musgrove has been great. Darvish has been great. I don't think you can find fault. Joe Musgrove finally has a start where he doesn't go six innings. Pretty good to go till July without uh, having that happen. But, you know, yesterday would have been a really good time for Blake Snell to come up and, and pitch even six innings. Hey, you know, even six is that asking, is that asking too much? You know? Um, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, the, rough. The, the, the dreaded 30-minute tone has, has just arrived right there. So, we'll wish everyone a good weekend and a good All-Star break. And uh, I guess, Kevin, we won't do this again until a week from today. And you will be in New York, correct? New York, New York. Queens. So, you know, just to be specific. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.